Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. And Joe is Mr. Cody Thompson of Lions. Oh, Lambs to Lions. We just What's got going on, Cody. How are you today? <laughs> it's okay. We just got talking about all the lions and lambs and everywhere. I, so <laughs> I know I almost I almost butchered the name from the very beginning. No, it's here good. we it's are. Good. How are you today, sir? Yeah. What's going on? Good, man. I'm doing great. I I'm I'm doing phenomenal. I just um, it's funny that we're having this right now because. I just left the gym. I had a quick session uh, to work out myself and I was so focused and ready to go. And I go in there and I even pick a gym. I, I canceled all my gym memberships away from anybody that knows me so I could just get to, to work when I want to work. So I got this hole in the wall gym that I go to and nobody knows me and I just put my head down and I work. Well, the one guy that knows me <laughs> found me today and he needed me today so he was just going through a, a divorce and a split up and all this stuff and i literally gave him an hour and 10 minutes sacrificed my entire workout so i'm gonna go back later i gotta get it in because it's just it's my my coffee for the day it's i it's a ritual i gotta get my workout in um but it's funny because i just gave an hour and 10 minutes to this guy and i really think i righted his ship and um gave him a lot of clarity and he just feels a lot better about his situation. So it, it's a good start. I feel good about it. Even though I didn't get a workout Love in, it. I feel good. Some yeah. things are, are bigger than that. And so Cody, exactly. I mean, obviously we're here to talk about your fitness business and the branding around this. Um, but before we do, for the people who aren't familiar with it, lambs to lions, how do you, when you describe what you do to people, how, what do you tell them? What is this brand about? Uh, basically, how I sell my brand is um, it's, it sells itself. It speaks for itself because I'm a um, I'm a, a living proof of the model. And I tell that to a lot of my clients that, you know, I won't ask you to do something that I don't personally do or have have already done to figure out. So it's not like I'm reading from textbooks and I'm figuring all this stuff out and then telling you, hey, go try it. I've been there. I've done it. I've been through it all. So and I'm still continuing to learn. Uh, you, the person who thinks they know it all is the ignorant one. So um, I always make sure that I relate that first. Uh, but basically, what I explain is, wherever you are right now, is usually comfortable. A lot of people uh, that I start training, and, and they, they approach me, or um, a lot of my, my marketing basically off of online is just how I live my life. I don't I don't give any special sales and um, trying to trick you with marketing and stuff. It's literally what I do every single day. So on my social media, um, I present what I do, what I have my clients do, and what I expect, expectations out of life. Um, I want to get to a certain point in life, and there has to be expectations 
that you hold yourself to standards. And I tell everybody, you know, are you reading, are you reaching your goals? You know, the lambs, the lion things is very blunt. Um, it is usually a lamb is very comfortable in being in uh, a complacent nature. So they're just mo moseying around, doing what they're told, and just, you know, relaxing. Everything is okay. We'll get fat. We'll just, we'll love being in this pen and we have no freedom, et cetera. Whereas the animal world, a lion is kind of complete opposite. They have to stay, you know, uh, vicious and on the prowl or else they will not um, uh, feed their young. They will not survive themselves. They'll get taken out by other right. leaders, other lion pack, you know, pride leaders. So it's real cliche, but it worked really well with the wording and the name and how I wanted the logo to go, Lambs the Lions. And um, so I basically just, it's blunt in your face. And that's kind of what life has to be sometimes is blunt and in your face because you end up getting very comfortable and you end up getting very complacent. And what I've noticed in my life is the more comfortable and the more complacent I get, the less I hit my goals and the less I hold myself at my standards. So when somebody there comes into this, this business with me or this endeavor, because I take everybody as a personal endeavor, when they take this um, on and I take them on, I let them know that, listen, this is a personal endeavor that I am investing into you. You need to invest into me. I'm taking you from this complacent person and area that you're at, and I'm going to rise you up. And it's going to be a lot of pain and sacrifice and trials and tribulations, but I'm going to bring you to what I have felt and what I know as the promised land. And it's not promising you anything in particular, but it's promising you that you will feel better, that you will um, attribute that confidence to every other arena in your life. So that's kind of the basis of who I am, yeah. my company, et cetera. And so this is, this is mostly in the one-on-one -on -one training space right now, but as I understand it, expanding to take this more into an online brand as things go on. Is that right? Absolutely. I, uh, I can only touch so many people physically and um, I never really understood that until now 35 years old and i'm starting to understand that like i have a gift and i have to give this to people but i can only give it to the people that can afford it that have the time for it and that can meet me physically in person and that's not enough for me you know i can give 40 50 60 hours of my days of my weeks to these people and sacrifice my family life to give them more when I could still do the same thing and touch 10 X the amount of people online. So yeah. that's, yeah, it's far more scalable that way. Absolutely. Way more scalable. And, yeah. and so that, that inevitably brings us to a conversation on marketing, right? How do we get those types of people in marketing for an in-person one-on-one client and marketing for an online training client, vastly different activity. What is your plan moving forward to build the online side of things? <clears throat> Excuse me. I also uh, moonlight as a marketing, um, I don't know what you say, director for 
uh, multiple other places. That's another business that I learned to pick up during um, social media marketing and Google marketing and SEO and stuff. I learned that I needed another skill because personal training is, is a rough business to get in. Not many people can survive in that type of business if you're doing the right thing. A lot of people are surviving, but a lot of people are scamming. A lot of people are doing it the wrong way, in my opinion. So to do it the right way and to teach people the right way and not trick them into more sales and more sales and more sales to keep you on as a client, um, it's, it's really important to me to... To, to, to understand the marketing aspect of it, that I need to attract people in the correct way and not sell them on something that's unobtainable and something that is um, magical and quick and yada, yada. It's when I work for these other companies um, and I, I do their marketing, it's the same thing over and over that works again. And it's funny because I, me being a, a you know, 6'3", 200 something pounds, athletic, all this stuff, I market for a lash and eyebrow company. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's just, I just learned in a, a nail company I do it for and another real estate company. Um, it's a well, knack. I think that's important too is, is it's a skill unlike or like anything else the more we do it the more we practice it the better we'll get at it do you see that as something that you plan to use to build the online training 100 percent. that is basically my i'm putting all of my eggs in that basic basket so to speak um because the power of social media the power of marketing online is still undersold people still don't know the real value of it. I mean, to get uh, uh, 10 people for myself in person is a pretty big substantial increase in my, my revenue. Um, online, you can touch 10 people and get 10 people in a snap of a finger. Like it is, that's almost minuscule. It's not worth your time. That's how few that is. So the reality of in-person versus online, it's almost just like supercharging what I do personally now, one-to-one, supercharging it and putting it out on social media, on Google. And I can't tell you the growth I've had with all those companies just by relaying what we do every day on social media. Yeah, just simply as well, that. I think, I think it's it can be scary to assign any kind of advertising budget, right? The more money we spend, the more we risk to lose, right? If you don't know yeah. what you're doing, it can be a crapshoot and a really, really poor, possibly negative ROI Absolutely. for a small business with limited funds, knowing that some sort of money is coming back on that ad spend going out is tremendously important yeah it's scary so we need to know hey can i can i actually monetize this on the back end right of course everyone knows we need new people coming in that's no secret but yeah. to do it effectively and to have some control over it with the skills that you're talking about be it google ads 
Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform you choose, yep. that, that can be a, a scary leap for a lot of people. It really is. And, and a funny story is how I even got started with this small niche uh, marketing director position is I answered a Craigslist ad because I needed extra money. I'm training people, but what I had to do is cut my hours down because this is inevitable with personal training. You either are there in person and you're stuck limiting your life. So, uh, or you give up those hours and you actually go live your life. So it yeah. came down to a choice for me of I'm missing my son's soccer and my daughter's gymnastics and it's the most valuable time I'll never get back. So I told myself that 60, $75, whatever I'm charging that, whatever it is, hundred, 200, $500 an hour, a session is not worth that time. I'll never be able to get that time back. So with that being said, I went on anyways, and I said, I'm cutting my hours. Um, I'm not working late at night anymore because that's when all their sports are and all that is. But I needed something that I can virtually work on. And it can't be mindless and numbness. It has to give me some kind of advantage and competitive edge that I can learn for my, my own business. And the marketing was there. And I, a lash company said, hey, I'm looking for an experienced lash, uh, a marketer. I need an SEO. I need all stuff. I don't know any of that stuff. But I told her, listen, if you take a bet on me, I will take a, a pay cut. I, I, I work for nothing. When I first start, I'll give you three weeks. I work for nothing. I started three weeks and just started seeing the return of growth. She started seeing more people coming in, asking about deals uh, on social media and Google. And she said, okay, now let's come up with a deal. And I said, okay, I will take a, you can give me a flat rate of X thousands per month, or you can give me a percentage on what I, what I bring you in. And she chose, hey, if you want to work for it, I'll pay you it. So let's do a percentage. It, it works out really well in my favor because now yeah. I learned all of this stuff. I take courses on, on Instagram, you know, um, um, analytics and all this stuff and marketing. And now I get to apply it to the personal training. And never before yeah. have ever been in position where I've had enough people or a knowledge to under, I don't have a waiting list right now. But I know that at any moment, if I need to get one, two, five, as many as I need, I know what works on the internet yep. to we can grab just turn up the volume. We can turn That's down it. the volume. Yes. The control I told, is, I, is really the important point of this. Yes. I told my father this because he was in a union for, for 30 years and he just went off on his own. I said, dad, start your business and I will help you bring in. All it is is pressing on the gas pedal. I'll bring you in as many people as you want, but you have to turn them over and you have to give them good quality service. Sure shit. He's three, four years, three, four years in now killing it. And that's basically yeah. what I'm going to unleash when I have the vehicles set in place online. The marketing is the number one thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, with online training, it's interesting that it typically goes one of two ways. Typically, we go pure volume game, low time investment, trying to get as many people in, or almost more of the one-on-one -on -one training side of things, highly customized, highly tailorable, 
probably fewer clients overall. Where do you see yourself moving towards? What do you think is going to be your niche as this program rolls out? So I, it is online. It's not really online training. It's more of a, um, it's more of a, a, I want to be an online GPS for people that are lost in their health and wellness in their their life perspective life lives and what that means is um i don't necessarily i'm not going to take i may take a couple high value clients on that want my personal attention and i've learned that through a couple courses um hey don't ever say no put your put the value so high that if you want one-on-one with me, it's going to cost you five grand a month or it's going to cost you whatever it is. Put that value so high. In a lot of the, the mentors I talk with, they say, listen, you'll think that that number so high, nobody will get near it or touch it. You'll be wrong. Once you create enough value and people believe in you enough and trust in you enough and you prove yourself, you'll have that high value client spot filled and you won't be able to take yep. anything else in. But my main, I'll have that as an option. My main source is going to be almost like a revolving membership door. So I don't necessarily want to train people one-on-one. I don't want to, I want to be a GPS guide of giving universal law, universal ways to succeed and move forward. Whether you're male, female, whether you're a different ethnicity, whatever it is, there are nuances with every single person's health and wellness, but there are general rules that always apply and that can always get you out of um, whatever comfortable, complacent spot you're in. We can upgrade you step by step. And that kind of high volume, low price allows me to hit more people. And I get to gather a quick, a, a bigger following that way and help more people. So that's where yeah. I'm going to be. And going. so sort of a, a two tiered system, we've got sort of the basic access. And then for people looking for more, here's how we can do this, but a limited capacity on that upper tier. Yes. Option, right. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, the, the question inevitably becomes how big can you take this? How big do you want to take? this what's sort of your (laughs) short-term long-term plan so it's funny because (laughs) i used to always say sky's the limit and and mentors that i talk to sky's the limit and in my own mind putting everything together one day i'm like sky's not the limit like look at elon he's going to the fucking space he said the sky's not the limit i'm going to space so for me there's no amount um, of limit that I'm cap, I'm going to put this at, but I, what I want is my main mission, honestly, is I know so many people are struggling in their lives with so many problems. And I know that health and wellness fitness has helped and even cured those problems. It's let me see it in a different light, a different perspective and perspective is everything in life. So what I want to do is touch as many people as possible. And right now on my wall, I have um, a number and it's a million. And it's a million people, a million people that I want to touch. 
um, and I don't have really a time frame on it. I, I put all these unrealistic goals of a year, five years. It really means nothing to me. I don't set goals at the beginning of the year. Um, I don't really care about that. I don't, I don't even budget my income. I'm money, which I should, but I just am so hungry and I know what I have, the, the passion, the drive. I know everything. I've been struggling for so long. I know now I'm putting it on full blast and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And I'm going to have to go to try to find a plan B, but I'm putting everything in plan A and I'm going, you know, pedal to the metal to figure this out now. Um, with that being said, one of my, my uh, longtime mentors, and the reason why I even had this entire uh, thought process of doing this is the same guy. It's like the circle of life. The same guy, he did it. He created the same thing. Um, Greg Plitt, his name was. And um, he created his website. He was giving away free information. He's online, et cetera. And he was just such a good soul and such a good person and doing it for the right reasons. And at the time I went through heartbreak, I found him and he'd completely molded and transformed me like a, like a second father. And it sounds weird, but every, I restarted and I, I rebuilt the man I was from listening to him and his principles. And it didn't help that everything he had to talk about applied to your body and applied to the life and he was living the lifestyle. And he went from bankrupt and about to foreclose on his house in LA to starting his website and just giving the information, giving his heart and soul to the camera, so to speak, and having talks with him and getting a little closer one-on-one -on -one with him. He's telling me the financial capabilities of what he was doing, the, the, the figures are not even, it's not even worth talking about, you know, seven, eight figures, nine figures, that money is yeah. stupid money. It's just, you don't have to the think possibilities, about it. The possibilities are any direction you want to take it really. And, and it's so cool because he said the real value is, you know, you always hear these people saying the value is the people giving me back um, all of the, the, all their wins that they had in their own life. Uh, my marriage is better. My, my health improved this, my children, my relationship with my child's better, all this stuff because of them increasing their, um, that one arena of fitness and health. And he said that pays him yep. back 10 times over, but the money from the website affords his lifestyle and pays for the bills. <laughs> both of those things are important the, the right? income is important just you have much. to make um, money at the end of the day you gotta make money you can do it for the right reasons i've sacrificed and given away hundreds if not thousands if not millions of hours of my life to people that need it just like that guy at the gym before i got here and it's just yeah. i'd rather go out broke knowing i gave that then go out saying hey man you're gonna have to pay me for your time or you're gonna have to you know you're wasting my time i gotta go make money that's just who i am yep for sure and and so that's that's a perfect place to start to wrap this whole thing up i think at the end of the day yes this is a business of course money in versus money out but there's a bigger picture too as well and i think everybody that eventually listens to this can can jive with that mentality Cody, before we sign out entirely, where can people learn a little bit more about 
what you do? Do you have a website? Do you have social media? Where can they find you? Yeah, so um, I do have the main majority of my personal life is on uh, Cody R. Thompson. Um, that's uh, Instagram. That's uh, Facebook. Um, I also have, I have a TikTok, um, all this stuff. I'm trying to get on all of it, but I need to hire someone to really get it going for me. I am on my personal social media, uh, that Cody R. Thompson. It's Cody with a K also. Um Cody R. Thompson. I'm on social media on Instagram mainly, and I post probably 15 stories a day um, on there. I'm just, I'm hungry for life, and I explain and show my life what I'm doing with business, food, travel, family, everything. And then, of course, um, at Lambs the Lions is now going to be what I'm starting to hard charge forward with. And that's also the website. The website will be uh, lambstolions.com. Um, uh, and it's, I've got this little, one of my clients made this for me here. So it's lambs with a Z, lions with a Z. And uh, that's my logo there. So she made that for me and hand painted go. it. It was really nice. Yeah. And so everyone listening, be on the lookout for the Lambs to Lions brand here over the next coming weeks, months, years. It's certainly on the rise. Cody, man, this has been awesome. I appreciate your time. I'm looking forward to seeing what this business looks like for you, like we said, down the road. And, and uh, wish you nothing but the best, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us, to talk about your business model within the fitness industry. Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Mike and Savannah from Snap Fitness in Menominee, Wisconsin. What's up, guys? How are we today? Doing great. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So wasting no time here, jumping right into the details. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Well, we, you know, we, we started out just training some clients, um, you know, getting to know people. Uh, and then we, we realized that we really love to help people um, and wanted to help people on a bigger scale. So um, we had the opportunity to purchase the, uh, the business with a, with a friend of ours and uh, because he also wanted to own the business. And uh, we just kind of went from there, you know, uh, started building up our business and uh, eventually bought our own building and moved into a bigger space. Awesome. Okay. And how long ago was that? Uh, that was about, we built, what, what part? The, that you acquired or, the gym. 
Okay, about acquired about eight years ago. Okay. All right. Wow. So you've been you've been around for a little bit through the ups and the downs over the years. Yep. So okay. All right. So now what does your business model look like today? Are you doing open memberships, one-on-ones, group classes, semi-privates, kind of walk us through what that all looks like. Yeah, so we do a little bit of everything. So um, we focus mainly on our memberships, you know, making sure that we have as many members as we can provide a facility to. Um, And then we do a lot of one-on-one training. Mm -hmm. We also do uh, classes. And uh, that's about what we focus, a little bit of small group training in the morning sometimes. Okay. All right. So one-on-ones and group classes for the most part. Yep. All righty. And then, so are you both in the business all day, every day? What are your roles kind of like within the business between the two of you? Yeah. So we kind of split roles. Um, we're here seven days a week. We, uh, we staff it, you know, five days a week are the, you know, those hours. But we come in on the weekends and get things done that we normally couldn't get done with the if we were to staff it and be busy, you know, people coming up and talking to us. So generally on the weekends, we'll, you know, clean equipment, fix equipment, take care of some of the things that we were able to get uh, during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Savannah, she does a lot of the training um, and I handle the majority of the administrative work. Okay. Yeah, that tends and, and to I be. I also do some training, but. Um, you know, it's mostly Savannah with the classes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That tends to work well. It tends to be a good balance, you know, having one of yeah. you on the floor doing the training and then one of you on the business side of things, focusing on the administrative stuff. So tends yeah. to be a good balance there. Yeah. We try to be um, the best team we can be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now Everybody's always focused on increasing membership, getting more people in the door, helping more people, serving more people. So how do you get the word out there about what you do? What does your marketing look like? Well, you know, so we don't do a lot of marketing. We try to, we try to, you know, um, do it mostly word of mouth. That's how I've always done it. Yeah, we do a little bit on Facebook. Uh, but for the most part, you know, we, we do it through the members, um, you know, we provide a good gym for them and then they tell their friends. Um, but the, you know, if we do do advertising, most of it is on Facebook. Uh, we plan on doing some more things with like some sports teams in town and uh, things mm-hmm. like that in the near future, but, uh, we haven't done a lot of marketing. Got it. Okay. So with word of mouth, so I love word of mouth. But at the same time, it's tough because it's not trackable and reliable. Uh, so it makes it hard to grow and have predictable growth when we're only relying on word of mouth. So how many new faces are you typically seeing on a monthly basis through word of mouth? Well, we, you know, so I've been doing it for eight years and we've grown every year for eight years straight. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically set projections that we were expected to make and ever since year one, we um, beat them. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the word of mouth, you know, is I, I agree with you, you can't track it. That makes sense. Um, I've kind of like expected growth to kind of stagnate at some point, but we just continue to grow. Um, and. So we kind of just kind of followed that business model, you know, because yeah. I mean? it yeah. worked. But uh, I can see what you're saying as well. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So just kind of making projections based off of the past years, how those have gone and kind of sticking to that, you know, that makes sense. But now have you done, you said you have done some advertising through Facebook? Yep. Yep. We do some, we'll put some clients on there, you know, every once in a while for personal training, we'll let people know about new classes. Yep. Spray tanning. We do spray tanning now. So we advertise mm -hmm. that we'll, we'll show people new equipment. They get really excited about that when we're buying equipment, showing them where it's at. And then, you know, uh, so we'll do those kinds of things. We do majority of it just on our Facebook. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so now one thing I always love to ask about is uh, either key challenges or bottlenecks within the business, because there tend to be some challenges that we are always facing within the business. So what do those look like for you guys? Are there any specific key challenges or bottlenecks that you're really focusing on right now within the business? Well, for us, I mean, it's really just, you know, spending our time wisely, uh, you know, always trying to be productive and not just busy, trying to move the business forward, um, you know, because we have the, we have some things that we like to do every day and uh, we just are trying to make sure that we're building the business, moving forward, coming up with new things and always offering members something different. Mm -hmm. um, we obviously have our challenges when we have, when we find, you know, when we deal with those challenges, we just kind of talk about it together and decide what, how we're going to uh, address them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, everything's different. Each, right. Each challenge presents a different situation and opportunity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what are some of the goals that you have that you are focusing on that you're putting your time toward now? Yeah, so right now um, we are trying to update equipment, um, you know, here and there, making sure we're always have, uh, to always have like new equipment and fun, the things that the people want, you know, some of the members. Um, so that's, you know, and then right now we're developing more classes. We're trying to add more classes, more, wouldn't you say, um, you know, more group training, you know, just kind of keep pushing as far as that's concerned and then the marketing we're trying to uh you know get better at marketing you know growing it as far as that's concerned mm -hmm. okay yeah so right now. okay um so marketing more so on the organic side or more so on the paid side actually the paying side you said yeah 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 that's exactly because you know we've done the organic for so long that we're trying to you know branch out and do things that we didn't do before like instagram uh, Twitter, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah. A lot of times that really takes things to the next level because yeah, there are I feel like we're kind of leaving out a bunch of different perspective members. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's crazy. You know, so many people, even within the area, you'd be surprised how many people don't even know that you're there. You yeah, know? exactly. That's the truth. That's that's the funny thing. I can't believe, you know, we're right on the busiest street in town. Um, it's not so much since we moved to our new building, but when we were at our old building, people would, you know, where are you guys located? I just think to myself, how, how do you not see it? You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the big sign up front, you know, but yeah, people, they'll just drive by right by it for years and not know you're there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's crazy. They live right down the road and have no idea that you even exist, which is wild. Yeah. And those are the people um, we kind of need to, to attract as well. Right. Absolutely. So when you do bring new people in, um, 
how are they coming in the door? Is there some type of offer that you're running for like a trial or a session or what does that offer look like? So right now, uh, so we used to do trials, but we, we really don't do trials. Once COVID um, came through in 2020, um, we had to really be selective with, well, not selective, but you know, they limited us to 10 people in, in the whole gym and we're 9,000 square feet. So it's, you know, 10 people. So we couldn't have a lot of trials at the time. So mm -hmm. I got rid of trials at that time. And then, um, we just never really brought them back. We do, we waive, we've like got a, uh, especially right now we're waiving enrollment fee. So you just have to pay for your access card and then your first month's membership. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when they come in initially, are they sitting down with you for like a consultation where you're kind of running through everything? Yeah, we really, yeah, we really don't do that. Uh, we, so what we do is if, if they come up, you know, we ask them if they have any questions, we go over some of the things that we have. Um, and then we, you know, we'll give them, we'll give them a tour of the facility. And then um, if, if they don't have any questions, we'll just get right into it and sign them up. Cool. Okay. And do you think that's because the majority of people that you have coming in are coming in off of word of mouth? So they're walking in kind of already ready to sign up? Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, when we 90% of the people we talk to, I would say even more than 90%, they already know somebody that comes to the gym or they've, you know, been here before or, you know, and um, they just, you know, they're like, no, 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 we don't, you know, I don't need any of that. You know, we hear it all the time. No, no, we, we don't, you know, no, no, that's, you know, we, I don't need a tour, you know, I've been here before that kind of thing. We get that a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's convenient for you, right? It saves time. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we are very busy, you know, and there is only two of us right now. So we, yeah, I mean, we need yeah. all the time we can get uh, so that, yeah, that onboarding process is usually pretty quick for us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So um, that's nice too, because then you don't have to keep track of people. It's like they come in, they sign up and, and that's that. So that's, well, you know, we, we take a picture of them and then we make sure to kind of, you know, get to know them the best we can as, as, while they're here. Um, we ask them if they want, you know, a consultation, if they want, you know, that kind of thing, an assessment as mm -hmm. far as their abilities. And then we'll just kind of keep an eye on them and talk to them, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So now as you expand into other areas, as far as advertising goes, getting people in the door that maybe aren't as familiar with what it is that you do, is the trial something that you're considering bringing back? Um, possibly. We're, we're pretty busy in here. Um, so it's, it's a possibility. Um, it's not been like, so if I get somebody who's like, Hey, Michael, I'm interested in, you know, joining your gym, uh, but I just want to try it out. I'll be like, well, you know, if you, if you just want to try it out, come on in for the day um, and, you know, get a workout in, try it out and, and, you know, just let me know. Sometimes I'll give them like a free day, you know, that, that's not a big deal. Um, we, we've just had uh, some people take advantage of the free trials and, you know, yeah. you get, so I'm kind of like up and down on that because a lot of times I'd have people coming in for a week vacation, you know, they're, and you know, they're just going to use a free trial. Um, so it wasn't, to me, it was kind of like, I don't know that it was really worth, worth the time. Yeah. You know, so to bring it back is a, it's a possibility. Um, but as of right now, I kind of like how we do it right now. 
Um, and, you know, I feel comfortable with how we do it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not a fan of low barrier offers at all. I don't like them because a lot of times, like whether it be a free class or a trial for $20 or whatever it is, a lot of times that brings in people that just aren't serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yep. we were having a lot of, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, then you're wasting your time kind of, you know, talking, yeah. sitting down with these people, talking to them about the gym, they're coming in, you know, and they're just not serious. They don't exactly. have specific goals that they're looking to reach. They, they just want to try it out, you know? And when you're a gym and you kind of base things around people that are serious, that have serious goals that are looking to make changes in their lives and that are looking to stick to what they're doing, a lot of times those low barrier offers just aren't, aren't the right thing. Yeah. I mean, I can't agree more. That's, you know, that, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and then not only that, but if, if you look at it like this, and I'm sure somebody would say to me, you know, they would have something to say that I, I'm wrong at this, but I look at it like, you know, a lot of times when people are starting, you know, at the gym, if you give them a free week and then, you know, they might like the gym, but they lose motivation because, you know, they thought they would get results instantly. I can't tell you how many people are like that. So um, they, they try out that first week and then they're like, well, you know, this is too hard, you know, whereas like, and, and I noticed that with a lot of the uh, free memberships that come through with like um, silver sneakers and things like that, where, yes. um, you know, if they're not paying for it, they just, you know, they, they won't show up. And that's, and that's, you know, what are we doing if we're, we're not helping people, you know, if they, you know, I just, I noticed that, you know, if they're paying for it, they're going to, they're going to appreciate it a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. People who pay, pay attention. Right. So it's like, if they're not paying for the services that you're providing, chances are they're really not taking it as seriously. Yeah. And a lot of gym owners, a lot of personal trainers kind of get into a situation where it's like, they're afraid to charge what they're worth but they don't really realize it takes a little bit to kind of realize that, you know, the people that are paying higher ticket are getting better results. They're actually showing up. They're actually reaching their goals. That's huge. People don't kind of, it's hard to wrap your head around that, especially right. initially and kind of put a price tag on the value of the services that you're providing. Um, and a lot of times they just end up undercharging and then, there's high churn and people aren't sticking around. They're not getting results. So then it's just like this, um, like merry-go-round of people coming in and then leaving. And, you know, when you start to adjust things and have higher pricing, you get better clients, you get your clients better results. There's less churn. Uh, you don't have to acquire as many clients and you can work less hours and make more money. Exactly. Yeah. When we first started, we ran a, uh, like a really good special where it was eighteen ninety five to join. And then um, that'd be your first month's dues. That's all it would cost. And we also did free trials. Mm -hmm. um, and you're exactly right. The turnover was really high. We spent a lot of time with people who really were not, you know, they just wanted to try it um, and wasting a lot of time. So I couldn't agree. Right. More. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely. kind of found a good price point now where it's it's still, you know, we're the, one of the cheapest ones in town, and we, but it's still a, a number we're comfortable with. And the members that we get now are very uh, serious, wouldn't you say? I mean, we're just, we're just getting a lot more members that are sticking around much longer.
And yeah. I think that's probably why our membership is growing. You know, it, it keeps growing now because we're starting to get. We used to have large fluctuations, mm -hmm. um, and it's more a little more steady now. You know, we're not getting as many cancellations, and we're keep getting more additions. So it's right. More, um, yeah. Right. That tends to happen a lot too. It's like, you know, a lot of facilities get into a situation where they're either losing people on the back end and not acquiring enough people on the front end to keep things positive, or they're getting just as many as they're losing on a monthly basis. And then they're not able to grow and break through that. Um, and that happens a lot, you know, when you are running those low barrier offers, when you are getting people in, then you're not charging what you're worth for your services. They're not getting results. You know, it's all connected. Um, but a lot of times it takes people a little bit to figure that out, you know? So um, now as far as other services within the facility, so you mentioned a couple of other things that you do provide for clients within the facility. Um, so what are those services? And then are they something that people can tack onto their membership? Is it included? How does that all work? So we recently added, um, so we already had tanning and mm -hmm. then we recently added sauna spray tanning. And then we got, we have a locker room now where you can rent a locker, you know, if you want to keep your stuff here. So, and that happens with a lot of the members who are um, coming over on their lunch hour. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they'll leave some of their stuff and, you know, they can rent a locker. Um, and then, uh, you know, the sauna, which we just ordered recently, um, we ordered a new tanning bed. Um, so those are some of the things that are coming in now that we added. Okay. All right. And are those included in the memberships or are there different levels of memberships? Like yeah, you so everything is those... pretty much, any additional is $10. So if you oh, want it. tanning, okay. it's $10. If you want locker, it's $10. The spray tan, we uh, have special right now where it's $25 for spray tan. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then we're gonna, we're trying to figure out how to add that into the membership. Uh, you know, if you, you know, but we haven't, we haven't figured out a way to do that yet. But that's, that's definitely coming soon. We're kind of in the middle of some additions right now. Okay. All right. As far as services go, additions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So like I said, the sauna's on order and so is the new tanning bed. And so we're just trying to figure out how we're going to get that into the gym and, and charge accordingly. We don't necessarily want to. Okay, so with the sauna, it's difficult. You don't want to give it. You don't want to give it away, otherwise it's going to be taxed. You know. Um, right. So you got to find a price point that we feel is low enough, but also where you know you're paying for it, so you're not going to have this to everyone. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay, and then other services as far as nutrition, accountability. Um, supplementation potentially are you offering any of those services as well well yeah so as far as okay so nutrition is involved with the personal training so when it okay. comes to personal training um we explain to them their cardio regimen what we want them eating uh if, any supplements if we want them to have supplements we sell supplements here as well okay um and then uh and then they're obviously the resistance training portion of it. Uh, that's kind of all one thing. Mm -hmm. We don't have like a side nutritional, you know. Okay, got it. All right, so that's more so part of the um, personal training yeah, one package on one. itself. And, and, and small group training. We'll go over it with clients in the small group and classes even the last half of those. Got it. Things like that with them. Got it, okay. All right. Um, all right, so now... <laughs> 
I always love to ask about uh, a piece of advice that you might provide to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, kind of doing their own thing, going their own way. You've been at this for a little bit now. So what is one of the biggest things that you've learned from your time in the industry? And both of you, you know, I'll let you both go and it, it might be the same. It might be different. Uh, but biggest thing that you've learned that you think would be useful to somebody who is considering doing their own thing. Well, yeah, I mean, so I recently had one of my trainers. He went out and bought a Snap Fitness of his own um, mm -hmm. in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He's doing very well. Um, and what I, what I talked to him about was, I mean, I guess if I was to have the single most important advice as far as I'm concerned is you have to love it. Okay. So, um, if I could only tell you one thing, it's, it's, you have to love being here. You have to mm -hmm. love talking to people. You have to love, uh, wanting to help people, uh, truly wanting to see them succeed. Um, and, uh, if you have that then you will be successful, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, that's that's 50% of it, at least right there. I see a lot of talented people who don't love the business fail. And it's because, you know, loving the business is what keeps you coming in every single day. It's what makes the, uh, the job not a job. It makes it, you know, you enjoy coming, you wanna be here. Um, I find myself sometimes working until I just can't, you know, stand up anymore. My brain is fried and I'm, I actually, you know, angry at myself. I'm just like, where, I need more energy. Like, I just want to keep going, you know? Um, and that's what I attribute to my success is the most important piece of success. Obviously there's other factors, um, but that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the passion that gets you through the really tough days, those super long days and kind of keeps you going to help you get to the next level. So that's very, very important. Savannah, what about you? What's one of the uh, most important things that you've learned? Most important thing? Or a piece of advice that you might provide to. So Savannah. I'm like a, I'm a people person and so, and I love working out too. So yeah. Um, I can tell like all the, all my clients, they love when I'm working out with them and just keeping them accountable. Um, some days, like I can't even leave the front desk. Yeah. People are just talking to me nonstop. Yeah. So, um, I guess just being like a friend to them and, um, seeing them every day and I'm here and encouraging them, I guess. So I can, I can say as far as Savannah's concerned, um, she's been with me for two years, uh, and her you know the two things that make her great at her job are number one she loves to talk to people i mean absolutely loves it so she's great with people and then not only that but she working out it's you know she loves that so she works out with all of her clients um and and she's so she's just always working out and so those two things for her are just makes her a perfect fit yeah yeah absolutely leading by example and building the trust with the clients that's a huge thing you know when they feel like they can trust you and they have a good connection with you that goes a long way as far as memberships go and people sticking around and you know if they don't trust you they're not gonna they're not gonna buy from you and they're not gonna stick around so yeah and savannah you know she's with her clients she'll be like they just love her so much they're like oh what can i what should i do what you know tell me what well, like, what should i do all day too so they'll see me at the gym and then they leave yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, they're, they're, I mean, I've never seen, it's, 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 she's really good with people and they love following her. They love to get, get her advice and just, you know, if she says anything, 
they're going to do it, you know? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You have such a, a heavy influence on them, it sounds yeah, like. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? On social media? So it's um, on Facebook. We're on Snap Fitness, uh, Snap Fitness Menominee. And then it's um, just on our website. It's snapfitness.com slash Menominee. All righty. Perfect. Pretty straightforward there. All righty. So Mike and Savannah from Snap Fitness Menominee, Wisconsin. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been great having you both on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Wellness Warriors Bootcamp in Phelan, California, Letha Coughlin. How are you doing today? I am so super duper. How are you? I I'm, I was doing well before we started and your energy is just bringing me up another notch. So I'm ready to crush this. So let's jump into it. You got Wellness Warriors Bootcamp over there. Tell me what it's all about. Okay. So this is a mind, body, soul gym, and it is basically meant to touch all the energy points that I feel are so often left out on big corporate gyms. So we have mind, we want to work on the mind, you know, make sure it's feeling fruitful and it's in a correct mindset and positive mindset. Uh, and then we have the body, of course, we have the physicals. So we want to make sure it's strong and it's healthy and it's functioning correctly, or at least we're helping it to function correctly, getting it there. Um, and then, of course, the soul, it's kind of just all encompassing. It's everything that creates you to be the person you are today. It is the most precious resource we have. We become who we are based off of our environment, based off of our past, based off of just pretty much everything that, that collects over time. So, I mean, I thought to myself, all right, this is what it's all about. This is a game changer. This is how people change their lives when you focus on all three of those energy points. All right. So we have these, this kind of more holistic approach. It's more than just a place to come in and, and get a workout and get sweaty. You didn't just wake up one day and decide, hey, this is what I'm going to do. There's some backstory to it. There's been some different evolutions and incarnations. So 
tell us how did you get here? What's the the background for you in in your current facility? Okay, I'm gonna try and make it like a. <laughs> It's going to take forever if I really, okay. So let's see, highlight reel. All right. So I was married at 19 and then all of a sudden I got a divorce <laughs> and, um, and then I had so much weight packed up, up on me. I had to like really figure out how to lose the weight, feel good about myself, you know, and it was just really difficult for me to move on in life at that point. Eventually I lost a hundred pounds and it was because I decided to pray to Jesus a whole lot and go vegan. <laughs> so after eating a plant-based diet, I mean, I lost weight in the first month pretty quickly. I lost about 15 pounds in, um, what I'm sorry, not 15 pounds, 25 pounds in one month. So in the first uh, 10, 15 pounds were in like 10 days and I was doing juicing and smoothies and everything. And I wasn't really quite into fitness yet, but I realized, wow, there's like more to life than just looking cute. Cause I was very like, I was all about ego and trying to look a certain way so that I could win back my life or whatever. Right. And I decided to eat healthy and I felt something inside of me shift and change. And I was just like, huh, like I can actually connect with things on a spiritual level and with humans on a kinder connection when my body is clean and I don't have like foggy mind and I have energy. And it was just all of the correlation between connection and energy and eating healthy and having a clean body that really was an awakening moment. So then, you know, I had all this energy and I was like, I should probably start working out. I actually had twins as well. So I was kind of like moving into the fitness world when they were still toddlers and, uh, and all this energy, even with twins and everything. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I need to do something with this energy. So I decided to go to a, a gym. I started to crack into the fitness world. I actually did not like it, but the fact that the gym I was at currently would watch my kids while I was just on a bike to read a book. Like when I really think about how it started, like having that, that time to myself that I could move my body and function, you know, correctly and have a break. And I mean, I'm just keeping it real because anyone who has kids knows it's difficult <laughs> and sure. to have, yeah. Right. To have this place, watch my kids for me while I was working out. I'm like, okay. So creating that, to be a habit and a ritual where I got that time to myself and I got a break. Um, that's kind of where the consistency started based off of just wanting a break, not just because I was trying to get a certain type of body. Um, and then eventually I got my um, personal trainer certificate and I started working for all kinds of gyms. And I really just loved being around people like human connection is so important to me. Just showing someone kindness is a huge deal. Like, whoa, it's a huge deal. It seems so simple, but it, it's, it's not, it's a magnitude of change. Um, and then, you know, the last gym I worked at, I got fired based off of something that was completely not my fault. And I know we all say that, but <laughs> they ended up calling me back and saying, you know, we're sorry it went down this way. Um, if you'd like to still work for us, go ahead and still work for us. <laughs> and I was like, eh, 
I don't know. Cause at that point, my mind, my mind shifted to like, really just the idea of growing my dream instead of someone else's dream. So the longer you work for someone, the longer you're building up their dreams. Yes, there's experience to be taken from it. Yes, you find lots of connections, you know, that can help you in the end. But the reality was I was just putting time and effort into someone else's dream. So I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do it on my own. And I really wanted to change the dynamics of a gym because big gyms, you know, it's a lot of focus on the human body and they leave out, unfortunately, you know, the mind and the soul aspect of fitness and health and wellness. Like you said, it's holistic, right? So they focus on all three things. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this thing, I can't sit here and talk badly about other gyms and what they're lacking. I have to make the difference. I have to put my first foot forward and just take the leap and just do it. And I'm telling you, God just brought everyone to me. Perfect timing. I was working at a farmer's market at the time doing fitness, didn't have a gym yet. This woman walked up to me. Her name was Sam and she's still one of my OGs. She's still with us. And she said, you know, we used to have a boot camp." And she was like, I'm in feel. I'm like, where is that? <laughs> and it was, it's in a rural, rural area. And, um, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a drive from where I was located, but I was like, maybe I'll just try it. So we started the boot camp, and, um, and it started in a park. And then I want to say four or five months later, not very much time, I was making enough to take it to an actual facility. So then I take it to an actual facility and I was like, we're in the, I'm in the desert. So they would melt into the ground if I had them work out in the park. So I was like, no, no, no. I got to get some shelter over them. I don't want them to like get sick and pass out. So we opened up this facility and we were working out there and it just slowly grew over time with word of mouth, some marketing on Facebook and on Instagram um, and going to community events <clears throat> And I've moved probably four times since then. It's very seasonal, the fitness world, especially around the COVID time. So I've moved to a bigger location, a smaller location, a bigger, and now I'm at my last resting place, I hope. <laughs> I put so much work into it. And this is, this place I'm very proud of. I'm very excited to see it expand and grow. Yeah, quite a journey, but it sounds like um, every, every stop along the way, and there's been lessons you've taken it you've grown from it there haven't been some things where you're like oh that's that's a total loss let's chalk it up it sounds like you're more the type of person but well maybe that didn't go as planned but here's what i can take away from it let's just keep moving forward and and see how we push this so um covid you know california for for anybody not in california or new york probably can't really relate to how many shutdowns there were, how many restrictions. It was it was by far some of the worst parts of the country to be in. But here we are, you're still here, still serving the community, still still trying to spread this impact that you have. Um, you know, one of the things that you said was when when somebody told you like, hey, you know, let's go to feeling, you know, you're like, oh, that like I don't know about it. It's kind of rural. It's a little bit out of the comfort zone, but you've came there and you've stuck around, right? You haven't been like, oh, this isn't a place where I can make it work. Um, what is it about that type of community? You know, even though it's rural and, you know, some limited resources and people, 
that's kept you there? Is it the people? Is it the way of life? What are the things that have, have made you say like, feeling is where the roots are going down. This is where I'm going to make my mark on the world. Yeah. Well, human development is so precious to me. The growth of a mindset and the strength that comes along with being consistent in the shift in mindset where, you know, they start exercising more, they start feeling better about themselves. There is nothing in this entire world that can ever match up to that. Like just seeing someone become more joy filled, like joy comes from within happiness is ever fleeing. So you're just going to see these waves. Like anyone who chases happiness is going to be let down because it is forever disappearing and then it reappears and disappears right but joy because it comes from within it's always there and once they find that when they find that source of joy i'm just like man i did my job like i was there to help them and, and now they're gonna go help someone else and go help someone else and it's just it's just seeing that joy appear is such a precious resource for humanity and i'm just so grateful to be a part of it and can I find that anywhere? Yeah, but I was led to be here and feeling and I had to be so disciplined and so obedient to this calling because I don't think a lot of people would want to be out here. I really don't, but there is something so beautiful to be said about the lives changed here. I don't see myself moving at all anytime soon because it's just worth it. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about specifically what you're doing there in feeling um you've got this message that you're putting out to the community your website is very um very clear that you're not just a place to come work out there's you know there is a holistic approach there are you know it is you'll come you'll get your butt kicked you'll get a good workout but we're more than that so you're you're getting that message out by various means what is the journey for somebody that that comes into your world look like from there as far as um, are you meeting with all new potential clients? How do you introduce them to uh, say, hey, this is different than going to your access gym, your your Globo gym. This is this is more than just a boot camp. Like what kind of conversations do you have and and how do you bring people into the fold that are the right fit for what you're doing? Yeah, I think a lot of that over time was determined by the type of magnetic pool that who I had come to me, I started to see like, oh, so men or women can be at the gym and we do have an influx of both, but I saw a lot more moms coming into the program and I had workshops for them. You know, we'd have hiking trips. We would do all kinds of things that I felt would really help people awaken, right? But in the end, I saw that the most valuable part of the gym was how the people connect when they see each other. So, you know, any like little boot, like, you know, CrossFit, all these boutique little boot camps and gyms and stuff, you see this like camaraderie, you see these people connecting, you see them just loving on each other and just holding each other accountable. And in the end, what I had envisioned still worked but I do believe the, the, the grit and what keeps it alive is the human connection between the clients themselves. And um, I think that is just life-changing by itself. But, you know, when they come in, 
they'll have me contacting them. Um, we have other coaches that are amazing. We have like a, a flavor for every type of person. So it makes it easy to like tend to everyone. Uh, but yeah, I think on a personal level, being the owner and the head coach, they get my phone number, they can text me. Um, I'm also really knowledgeable in nutrition. So they get that aspect as well, where I can help them with their diet changes. Um, so I have, I'm certified in goodness gracious, so many things. So they kind of have like a well-rounded coach in that sense. It's not just um, how to work out, I guess you could say. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of uh, people with anxiety coming in too. And I think it takes a great deal of patience to work with clients that have anxiety because they don't like their heart rate to go up and they get uncomfortable very quickly. And not, I don't think that's the flavor for many trainers. They like to just get pumped, get going, see the progress as quickly as possible. Um, so I think because there's so much, like I keep dropping the same words, human connection, I think that's what separates my gym from the rest. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot offered. And with that, you know, the, the conversations, the questions that we always get is how can I offer a lot, still provide a value, still have a service that the people that I want to um, effect in the community can afford it. So for, for overall in the fitness landscape, you've managed to keep your prices probably more towards the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah. And you can get into the, the dollars and cents if you want, but generally speaking, a more affordable facility than a lot of people that are offering are a lot less than you are. So how have you struck that balance between you know, I, I need to be be able to pay my bills to live, to be able to continue to exist, to help more people and in having this de degree of accessibility that you have. Um, yeah, it's that's a very good point you bring up. Um, everywhere else I have services, my prices are fair, if not above <laughs> of fair. So when I'm contracted out by different hospitals to be their health coaches for their clients or do their uh, food, nutritional, you know, food demos, they pay me excellent. And then if I'm a actual health coach or personal trainer to an individual, I'm, you know, I have my price point fair there. But like you said, like my gym is way... <laughs> way less than what my surrounding gyms are based off of everything I provide. And I had to bite the bullet on that one because being in this rural area, well, I mean, in general, the high desert is lower income. And I really had to match up to that <laughs> in order to even have people want to come in because just hearing a price, unfortunately, in this area where I'm at would be enough to turn them away. And it already has, and my price isn't that <laughs> that high. But you know, as far as my bread and butter, um, my other jobs are paying me fine, and I am so grateful for that because it allows me. You know how they say your job helps you pay for your side hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that. So I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. But I don't mind scaling up at this point. I I would like to see some new clients coming in. I'm ready for it. I was under construction for the like the last four or five months. So my marketing, everything slowed down. But now that I have my new facility, you know, everything's beautiful and just, it's ready to blossom. So I'm just, I'm waiting for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you, it's not like 
you have to live and die by your group class boot camp unlimited membership offering it's it's the other areas where like you said you contract out you do work for for hospitals and other companies and and things like that so that you can even out where your income is where your ability is to to keep the business going and, and make it worthwhile and then pile on the rewards that you get that aren't monetary the ability to you know give jobs to other people um, all the other things that come with it you just do the math to a scale and as long as it all works out at the end it doesn't matter as much for you where it comes from just as long as you get to keep helping people and there's food on the table yeah that's what the taxes tell me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is that it is that time of year for sure so some of the other stuff that you do is not really what people would say is necessarily business or profit focus you you touched on it you do some work with churches you do community mm -hmm. outreach like how did you get involved in that and and how are you able to find the time to dedicate to it like where's your balance there between the things that are revenue generating profit producing and things that really kind of feed your soul more than your bank account right you know um back in the day it was really difficult because i was so involved with my kids and just it was finding balance does not exist let me just put that out there if you look for balance you're gonna go insane humans are so absolutely seasonal and we are happy at certain points in our life and we're sad and then we're overwhelmed at certain points. And I do believe that we all have the same amount of time in a day, right? And it's just how we manage it. There's not community events every day. There's community events that I like to attend once or twice a month. That's just two days of my life. And then I have regular work that's about, um, I don't know, we'll say like five to six days a week. And then I have Sunday to rest. And Time is limited, but it's not. Let me just put it that way. And I don't even really know how to elaborate on that. It just magically all just works together in my favor. And I don't really know how, but I am able to do all the things I want to do. And, um, and, I, and I feel fulfilled being able to do everything. It's a good feeling. And I think that keeps me motivated. And I think I'm less overwhelmed because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. And if I can, um, if I can be so bold, I would say that in a nice way, it sounds like you're, you're just not allowing yourself to have excuses, cut through a lot of the BS that gets out there. And if it's important, you make time for it. And, and that's how you actually show what's important to you is where you put your energy and time and not just pay lip service to, oh, I'd love to do this, but I'm so busy, right? Everybody likes to wear this badge of honor and martyrdom of, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. It's like something to be proud of versus you take more of like, Hey, you know what? I'm an adult. I control my time and my schedule. I'm going to make it happen. If, if I say that it's important, I'm just going to make it happen and and not layer on the, the crap. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. So where this all ties together for me is like your, you know, super community involved. You try to do a lot of stuff there. You're leveraging the business to a degree as a platform to even do that more so to, to make it accessible um, and involved as much as you can be. And, and the third layer of that for me is when it comes to scaling, when it comes to expanding, 
you're still very heavily involved with all your clients, with different layers of accountability, with things that ultimately from a business standpoint, you know, with us, with us being a business podcast, the biggest effect that those, those things really tend to have, if you're going to measure anything is on retention on, you know, happy clients who stay a long time, who get various results, whether it be mind, body, soul, the combination. So is there a, is there a capacity that you think you have to grow and still maintain that connection? Like what things have you thought about when it comes to how much can I stay scale and, and still feel like I'm as involved as I want to be? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, such a good point because it's impossible for a human to have as many friends as Instagram makes us think or Facebook makes us think. Right. And I really would have to choose one or the other. I could be involved in some of their lives, but not as extensively as I want to be all the time. Um, if I choose to go full force into, you know, business mode and really just focus on the numbers, I know I would lose that. I would lose that connection with them. And to be honest, that would just have to be a choice that I would have to make and I'd have to let go. And would it be said? Yes. Would I scale up? Yes. But you can't have it all, unfortunately. And can I hire people? Yes, I have in the past and it's worked. But when those good people leave, I mean, anyone who owns a business knows it is difficult to find good employees and it is difficult to find people that you trust that will take your hard earned money and do exactly what they said they're going to do with it. So I could probably go through that pr process and, you know, trusting someone again and praying that I have a good person come into my life and help me run my business. But right now I'm the only owner and I'm the only one doing things based off of the time I have and the finances I have. Um, but the coaches I have right now are amazing. I am obsessed with them. They keep my people so motivated and so challenged. And every person that comes in and coaches has a different style. And I think that keeps it really fresh for my, you know, my clients. So I do have help in that way. And that allows me to focus on marketing and expanding the business. But, you know, I am just one person. Entrepreneurs love to glorify that busy life, like you said, but, you know, it's not sexy. It is, it can be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, a big topic in a second level thing that doesn't get explored too much is, you know, we very easily talked about how your involvement leads to client retention and, mm -hmm. and how scaling can pose a lot of, a lot of challenges. And then you hit, you know, one of the big topics is yes, I can hire people. I can hire amazing people, people who I feel like if, if I'm a 100 on the effect they have in their life, if I can get somebody that's a, an 85 or 90 but it allows me to help two or three times as many people. Let's, you know, we can leave out the revenue thing because I don't think you're a dollars driven person above and beyond having your needs met. All right, like I can only personally, you know, if, if you look into some of the different things, people throw around like Dunbar's number of, you can have 150 solid relationships and, and you have, you know, your non-business relationships to throw in there too. So like, if I can be a hundred for 150 people, 
but I want to spread my impact. If I can get one or two people that can be an 85 or a 90, okay, I'm still helping way more people. So that's great. But how do I keep those people retaining clients and retaining staff are two very different skill sets. They require, you know, different things. There's, there's different levels, skills that we have to develop. Um, for you with your experience and having had people work for you and having some good people work for you right now, what do you think moves the needle differently in retaining staff, specifically trainers, people who are involved in your clients' lives versus the things that you would do specifically to, to keep clients? Yeah. So just to be fair, because I'm in a rural area, most of the trainers come from the neighboring city and I think they get burned out from driving kind of far. <laughs> so then not that they don't like my facility, they end up falling in love with the people and it's all great, but they're just like, I'm driving kind of far, you know, and I pay them a very fair wage. So even with a fair wage, you know, they don't like driving that far. Now, as you were talking, I had a memory that I just, okay. So I have a client and she would leave every time I got so busy and I was working for other locations, you know, she would leave. And when I come back and I was more consistent as the main coach, she would come back. And I was like, okay, so like, why do you go back and forth? And she goes, I just love you as a trainer. And if you have all these other trainers taking your place, I'm, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> and she was kind about it. She wasn't mean, you know, and, but it was, it was a, an eye-opening moment and just, you know, had me reconfirm the case that people are dedicated to the coach as well. You know, they like the way the coach trains and everything. So I think a lot of my retention has to do once again with how involved I was and the OGs are there because I'm there. And they like having other coaches come in, but they want me there mostly. And like I said, it's going to be difficult for me to scale if I can't be that involved based just off of that experience alone, you know, but I have to choose, right? Everybody has to make a choice eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of, if, if you want to, if you want to help more people, if you want to spread the impact at some point, and we can make, we can make another show or two or three just on what it's like to be that icon in the gym, to be the personality brand versus uh, handing it over. But ultimately speaking, it, it almost always comes down to staffing. So for the last few minutes that we have, um, I think there's something that you hit on that's, um, that's really strong is you pay your, the trainers that you have now or that you've had, you pay them a fair wage but they may still grumble about how far they have to drive or, or other things. And I think that's a realization that it takes a while for, for owners or managers to have is like, it's not always just about the finance, right? It's not always just about how much you can pay somebody. It's almost a given these days in the labor market. If you don't pay a competitive wage, people aren't even going to speak to you. So the other things that we can do, whether it's, um, benefits, perks, um, fulfillment that people get from being able to train are all things we can do to make ourselves more attractive to the right type of people. But for you, um, I think the specific thing that it sounds like you're facing is in a rural area, not super developed, not a big population. Um, do you feel like the biggest needle mover there would be if, if at some point 
you know, you were to be sent or, or people found, you know, their way to you from the local community, right? From feeling that were trainers that had this, this connection. Do you think that would be the last missing piece? Like if you had really great, super local coaches that were tied into the community, or do you think there's something else? Um, I, so a lot of the trainers in the beginning were local. So Wrightwood is local and I had some from Pinion Hill. So I have, it's called the Tri-City Community. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and they even brought in clients. And this part, a lot of people think is a little controversial, but <clears throat> two of my clients, the ones that were helping me train, mm -hmm. became personal trainers and they branched off and created their own thing. So that did extract some of my clientele, but I'm going to tell you right now, I couldn't be more proud that their beginnings were rooted from my gym. Like you get it girls like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And it kind of just like, it, I felt like something was, was birthed out of the gym, like changes in, in their own little nest of people. And then the other little nest of people. And it's just, you saw this beautiful growth in their mindsets to the point where they got their personal training certificate. They opened up their own business and now they have their own clients. And a lot of people might look at that and be like, well, that's not right. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, gosh, dang, that went better than planned. <laughs> so you're not in that aspect, not sitting there playing the victim, like, oh, they, they, you know, they did wrong by me and, you know, X, Y, Z. It's just like, Hey, this is, this is part of the girl mains. This is something that happened. They're out there doing their thing and they're helping more people, which, again, comes back to ultimately sounds like your mission is how many lives can we improve if you have to take some lumps along the way, it's not fun, but as long as it's kind of a unified mission or, or you think people are doing it with, you know, with positive intentions, it's not something that really you're going to lose sleep over. Yeah. And well, the other thing is there's lots of ways to make money. <laughs> I mean, an online presence alone can help someone bump up to six, eight, nine figures in no time at all. Right. And if I were to really just sit here, like you said, poor me, I would be so completely wrong and I'd be stagnant and stagnance is cancer. It's just, it just sits there and it eats you up and it's just, it's not okay. There's, you go with the flow. Motion is key, you know, and when you find that flow and you stay in constant motion, things will work out. I mean, they absolutely will. It is just, it's just the law of the land. <laughs> it's the law of the world. <laughs> For sure. So as we come towards a uh, close of the time that we have together here, do you have, do you have short-term, long-term plans? Do you have a, um, a vision for what you want? All of the entities that, that you have, you know, your in-person, your, your remote, your outreach, all those things. Do you have a vision for, for what you eventually want it to look like that you're working towards? Yeah, I do actually. Um, right now, battling with that back and forth, like we mentioned, where I wanted to be involved, but I also want to scale up. I started racking my mind and I realized if I were to actually start maybe an app or some type of course, that would initially take a lot of time out creating the app or course. However, after a while, it kind of starts to bring in income on its own and maintenance itself a little bit, maybe with like some help of another like partner. Um, but I see myself scaling up that way more lately with some type of online presence 
Um, and I'm excited to see where that goes. I had some business meetings with a, hopefully a future partner. And if she agrees to it, then I think we're going to be rolling the ball on that one. Cause I have a perfect studio. Like I have this beautiful gym. Why not use it to film some segments? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leveraging technology and remote and things like that, where, you know, all the time that you might lose in transit or potential clients, things like that. It is a good way to scale, but still maintain personal touch. It's not, it's not a hundred percent of just face-to-face -face interaction with everybody, but now with Zoom, like we're on or voice messaging or FaceTime or things like that, you can still scale you more and you correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like at a certain point, you know, you're not going to leave you and you know what level you're going to execute at. So if you squeeze all the juice out of, out of that lemon first, it puts you in a, in a better position or more comfortable position to say, all right, well, I'm doing everything that I can and, and maybe I can still scale elsewhere, but, but let's see how much I can do under my control and then go from there. Yeah. Always experimenting. See what works. <laughs> That's it. You, you got to be your own, your own guinea pig, your own test lab, and then, you know, take what works and keep it. And what doesn't, you know, it's, it's either, it's either you win or you learn. I feel like is the best way to look at it, right? Either, either right. goes well because things went to plan or you learned a lesson that hopefully you don't come back to, right? If you learn it hard, learn it once, I think it's still okay. Still a win-win. <laughs> exactly. All right. So last question before we let you go here today, for anybody out there listening, if they want to find you, they want to find out more about what you're doing, who knows, maybe some great trainer wants to move to the desert and, <laughs> and, and help you out. You never know who's listening. Where can people find you? What are the best places to hit you up in the digital universe? Okay. So on Instagram, my personal page, which I check as often as my business page is raw energy girl raw energy girl. And, um, I do a lot of like posts on just personal life and just like food and some fitness things and just, you know, personality. <laughs> and then for my business page, if you're looking for a little more formal, it would be wellness warriors Boot Camp, And I have some recipes on there as well. And just, uh, it's a little more business. Like I think my personal page is more fun. <laughs> Yeah, well, if if this interview is any indication of that, I'm sure there's a lot of value in both, and it just depends on what mood you're in. If it's a little right. more lighthearted, a little more fun, little you know, a little more energetic, then that's one way. And if you just want want to get down to brass tacks, then go the other way. But that's check exactly them both right. out. Check them both out, right? What the heck, you know? It, it, raw energy girl uh, or wellness warriors boot camp. Check them both out. Give her a follow, a like, send her a DM, tell her what's awesome. Um, and if you're out, if you're out in the, in the desert out there in or near feel, feeling, check her out. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you are very welcome. I appreciate you being here with us. It's been a blast. I hope to check in on you in the future. Maybe we'll get you on for another ex, uh, episode and who knows the sky's the limit. You know, we've covered a lot of the basics, but we can dive into some of these other topics. But in the meantime, I do wish you continued success and, and I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And to everyone out there listening, we wouldn't be here without you. We appreciate you spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value, inspiration, and a little bit of fun out of this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.